Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. Hey, who's seen Despicable Me? Anybody? All right, yeah, man, it's a great series, man. It's just awesome. Hey, uh, I, does anyone have the score update? Shout it out. You got score update? I know some of you are watching it. No. Don't shout it out. Somebody's recording it at home. It is 40 to 17. No, I'm kidding. I don't know what it is. All right. Hey, um, this is our last Sunday of At The Movies. And uh, would you mind just bringing up a little more house light, Angie? Thanks so much. I just love seeing everybody's face this morning. How you doing? You doing good? Good. Good. Um, this is one of my favorite movies, man. I love, I'm not a big animated movie fan, but I love the animated movies where there's a lot of humor for adults. Okay? Like, I like that. You know, or my kids enjoy it, and then I enjoy it too. Now my kids finally see some of the adult humor in it. And uh, if you don't know anything about Despicable Me, basically what takes place in this movie is you've got Gru here. He's the lead character, the bald guy. And Gru, basically, he, you know, he needs to find a loan. He's trying to steal the moon. There's all this stuff happening. And, it, it, you know, eventually you've watched this whole situation take place. And then he's stuck with these three girls, okay? Basically, he doesn't want to adopt them, but they end up going home with him. And he, his attitude towards it is just, oh, this is awful. He's not, he's not grateful at all. He's like, really? I'm stuck with these three. And he's got these, you know, kind of funky rules. And I love, I love the newspaper thing, man. If you got newborns, that's a great deal, man. Just... Pee-pee and poo-poo right there. There you go. It's awesome. So here's what I want to do today. Um, we're going to receive our offering. I have a couple announcements at the end, and uh, we're going to do that just a little bit differently today. Um, but I want to talk about generosity in a few different ways. And uh, let me just share two things. First of all, um, you know, part of our story, when we started the church, when we started the Bridge Church, which has been um, over seven years now, which is just crazy. Isn't that awesome? Seven years, man. I just think God is, God is doing awesome things. So um, maybe I'm the only one. Can we just give God praise for that? Come on. I believe that God is not done with us. And I believe God wants us to take, take us to the next level as a church and what he's doing. And, um, you know, two things. One, when we started, before my wife and I had agreed that we were going to plant the church. We didn't know where, we didn't know how it was going to be, we didn't know what was going to happen. And at that time, we lived in Eden Prairie. And a young adult kid from our church, he came over and he knocked on the door and he gave us this cash envelope of a little over $120. And we're like, what is this for? And he's just like, man, I just feel like I'm supposed to give this to you. Well, what this, what this young adult in our church, he didn't know was that we were called to go down to a church planning conference down in Charleston, South Carolina. And it was the exact amount to go to this conference that he had given us. It was just a cool miracle story, you know. Those like miracle stories you read about everybody else, but they never happened to you, you know. It happened to us. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. This is so cool. We're supposed to do this. And, and you know, the, the kid's like, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this or not. And I just said, just obey God, man. I'm staying out of that, you know. Um, a few years in, we will be celebrating five years in this building come August of next year, man. That's awesome. Come on. If you, if you help start this church, man, you better be clapping because for three years we set up in that, in that elementary school and it was insane. All right? Just, just be grateful for the padding underneath your rear this morning, okay? That's all I got to say. Three years on those chairs, man. It was, it was enough to motivate us to purchase this building. We purchased this building with a church about half the size we are right now. And 
that Sunday, we received an offering. The offering came in over $64,000 that our church said, hey, we want to get behind, okay? Half of us that are here right now, that's what they gave. And, and some of you were a huge part of that. I've never shared this part of the story, though. Um, I was back and, and meeting with a couple, and this was afterwards. This was after this was all said and done. They said, I want to meet with you. And uh, I said, sure. And they sat down and they said, we, we feel called to, to go and, and transition to another church. And I said, that's awesome. That's great. And they said, we bless them. They did it in the right way. And, and uh, they said, but I want to tell you something. They said, I just want you to know that we were so behind and we're still behind you that we want to give you an additional um, $20,000 towards your building. And I sat there going, oh my goodness. And so we were able to put over $130,000 um, down and into the building because if you saw the building before it needed some renovation and uh, you can see the building before on PBS quite a few times that to me is like this spirit of generosity and and this sometimes I believe God wants us all to have this spirit of generosity within our lives man all over the place he wants us to have that we saw this and I don't know about you but it's really really easy for me to be on the giving side of generosity how many of you, you don't have to raise your hand because it's probably a lot of us, you don't like being on the receiving end of generosity? I love, I love giving gift cards away or, you know, buying something for somebody. You know, if I'm at county market and somebody's checking out and I can pay for it, I'll just pay for it. I love that. When, I, when it flips, though, I feel like guilty. Like, what are you doing, man? Why are you being generous to me? What's going on? I remember when we started the church, I was delivering pizzas. That was our only income. And, and we were taking that in, and we went to Cub Foods, because we lived with my in-laws for 10 months. God bless my in-laws. They're here in the church, and they allowed us to live with them for 10 months. Man, you talk about generosity and sacrifice. They displayed it. Five kids, man? Okay? Think about it. Inviting seven into their house. It was incredible. Well, here we are one night, and we're mooching off their food all the time, you know? And we go to Cub Foods, and we're checking out, and this lady walks up to us. I've never seen her again and she hands us a gift card and ten dollar bill and and she wraps up she's like i'm supposed to give this to you it's just 10 bucks and it was a brugger's bagels gift card you know for 12 you know 12 bucks and this ten dollars cash and i'm just thinking i don't know that i can receive this from you you know she's like no i just want to give this to you i don't know about you but that's who i want i want to like be her okay i'm not saying i want to be an old lady hear me out okay i want to be a person of generosity all right that if you agree with me say yeah Okay, so here we go. Don't have a ton of time. I want to give you four thoughts on generosity this morning, okay? Just four. The first is this. You cannot give without the right heart, and you cannot have the right heart without giving. Okay? You cannot give without the right heart, and you cannot have the right heart without giving. You see, God desires that we're generous. God desires for us just to give it away. That's what he wants to do. You know, I love this movie. I love it because in the beginning, how many know like typical Disney, you know, everything ends happily ever after? But secretly, aren't we okay with that? Like secretly, don't we want it to go that way a lot of times? Some guys are like, no, I don't. Okay, no, I want it to go the other way. I want everybody to, you know, I, I wish it wasn't a juice box in there. No, like, no, no, we want it to go God's way, okay? And so within this movie, you see Gru, all of a sudden his heart starts changing over time, typical Disney, right? You know, how many times have we seen that plot in a Disney movie or a Pixar movie? And that's what we see. He changes, though. And he goes from this stubborn old guy to now this generous person eventually, and we'll show you a clip here in the end, where his heart completely transformed. And I think what happens is when we give, 
that takes place. Some of you are like, man, I give, I, I tithe, I, I do this, I give to people in need, all of that. And you got that down. So let's replace this point by saying this. You cannot receive without the right heart, and you cannot have the right heart without receiving. Some of you got given down. You're good at it, man. We have great givers in this church. But some of you, man, when we try to bless you, we try to send you a gift card. Oh, I don't need that. Don't send me a thank you note. I don't need that. You don't. God just wants to bless you sometimes, okay? Be okay with that. Otherwise, we're saying no to what God wants to do in your life when we're stubborn and we want to refuse what God wants to do. I know for, for me, it's easier to go help somebody with something. This week, I invited, you know, Pastor Derek came out and he helped me with something I had to finish at my house. It's hard for me to ask for help. It's easy for me to go and help. You get a blessing whether you give or receive. It goes both ways. So number one, you cannot give without the right heart and you cannot have the right heart without giving. Number two, for the other personalities in the room, you cannot receive without the right heart and you cannot have the right heart without receiving. Number two. Everybody say number two. Two. We're going to camp out here for just a moment. Number two is this. The tithe is a wonderful goal but a terrible place to stop. Okay? It's a quote actually from Bill Hybels. He, he phrased it. I can't steal it. All right. But the tithe is a wonderful goal, but a terrible place to stop. Now, if you're a guest, if you're new here, if you're like, what is, is this church talk about money? It's not us. Okay. But what I want to do is, today is I want to talk about generosity and I want to get really just kind of prime the pump of what God is already doing in your heart. Last year, we had somebody, somebody came up to me and they said, uh, it was after, if you remember, we had Kelly Dykstra, the lead pastor's wife from The Crossing. She came and spoke. You remember she had a bucket of chicken up on stage. It smelled like KFC in the church in the morning. It was just wonderful. And uh, she, she said, this is like God's chicken. I get 10 pieces. I got to give him one. It was a great illustration of tithe. Well, many of us during that service were convicted that we had never given. Now, if you're, if you're not part of the church, if, if, if the church has not been a blessing to you, then I don't want, I, just don't worry about this right now. This is church stuff, Okay. She said, just try it. And we had a few in the church that did. And one lady tried it, gave away this, and actually ended up creating her own business to where God just blessed them so financially. Now, does it always happen that way? Do we say, man, we just, we just give because God's going to so bless us? No, that's not the way that it always works. The tithe, it's simply this. A tithe in the church world, it just means 10%. And in the Bible, the tithe was established before the law was ever established. And then Jesus... He reiterated this thing about the tithe, T-I-T-H-E. Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. Jesus said, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin. But you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. In other words, what he's saying is, it's not about the tithe. It's about just having the heart right, man. It's not about, the church doesn't need your money. God doesn't need our money. No one needs your money unless it's your spouse, you know, and she grabs your wallet, then she probably needs it. But, right, I mean, if you're at Target, she needs it, right? Right, honey? Yes. So, does God need it? No. All he's doing is saying, hey, where's your heart at? Jesus was talking to the, to the Pharisees. And Pharisees, these are just a group of people that said, we're doing everything just right, we're doing it all right, we're giving the tithe, we're doing this, I'm, I'm a church member, I got it all figured out. But they're missing like the heart of the issue, you know? Jesus doesn't want our finances, he wants our heart. That's what it comes down to. That's what generosity does, man. When you start giving and you start to learn to receive, all of a sudden your heart changes, it transforms. And so, I, I, first of all, I want to thank those who do obey Christ and they give the tithe. That allows us to do ministry, that allows ministry to take place. Just so you know, 
This, this message has been planned for about five weeks. And this week, um, you know, I'm just sharing with you where we're at. Um, we are, we're down financially as a church right now. And so um, we looked at the numbers. We, we've taken some risks. You know, we've got a great associate pastor. We've got a great um, admin, you know, office manager. Um, I think you have an okay pastor. Um, and, and I think we've got a great facility. We've got all those things going on. And we're, we're down a little bit. And we did the math. And we're, if we average it out, um, at the beginning of the year, we need three, $3,600 a week to break even in our budget. And I said, $3,600? I came from a church. Our budget was thirteen grand a week. Um, and you might say, well, what does that cost? Well, that's, that's staffing. That's building operations. That's printing music. That's upgrades on, on stuff that falls apart, like our... Our projector got nuked last year uh, by a thunderstorm, and so that was like a $2,500 expense we weren't expecting. Um, you know, and these things just take place. They happen. And so we, we had been meeting that goal, 3600 a week, and then summer happened. And uh, I don't know about you, but I love going to the cabin over the summer. I know a lot of us do, and that's okay. Um, but usually by now, our summer slump, it's come back up a little bit. And I just want to challenge you. If you say, man, I'm committed here, just maybe God will speak to you. Here's where we're at. I just... I love to know. I love to be over-communicative, and I hope that's okay with you. So that's what I'm telling you. Um, where we're at, we are down um, basically about $1,700 over the year, $17,000 over the year. And you might say, well, what does that mean? We were averaging about $3,600. Now we're averaging $3,200 coming in. That's $100 times 52. That's $17,000. And so if you do the math, you say there's 100 people in the church, which we're a little, uh, quite a bit above that. Um, that's basically $4 per person extra week. Or if, if you've never tried the tithe thing, man, just, just give it a whirl. Try. But I want you to ask God what to do, and I don't want you to feel any condemnation or any guilt from us. I just wanted to be, as your pastor, let you know where we're at. I hope that's okay. If that's okay, will you say yeah? All right. Okay. We will never ask you at this church to give or make you feel guilty. That's not who we are. But we will ask relentlessly and unapologetically to ask God what he would have you to do. And so ask him, not only at church, but ask him. You know, I love the drive through difference, KTIS. I love that idea, you know. When you go and you see somebody, man, be the giver. But then again, if somebody pays for you, be okay with it. Receive it. Receive it. There's this myth that we go, well, the tithe is 10%, so God just wants 10%. God doesn't want 10% of your money. He doesn't want 10% of your heart. He wants all of it. He wants 100% of every last part of your heart all of it. There's more scriptures related to money in the New Testament than any other scriptures. Why? As you start talking money, we feel it here, don't we, sometimes. That's what takes place. In fact, tithing isn't really, it's not being generous. Tithing is kind of that base. We become generous when we step past what is expected or required, and we move into what's unexpected. Think about God for just a moment. What did God do? Yeah, we read it. One of my verses came up this week. I get a daily verse from the, the Bible app, and it said, it was John 3.16, you know, the most famous verse of all time. We, you know, football players have it. Everybody's got it. It's printed. It's like commercial. It's like the marketing verse of all the Bible. Unfortunately, you know what happens? We lose the heart of it. But God did send his son. He gave what he loved most. He didn't send a part of him. He didn't say, I'm just going to cut off Jesus' arm and send that. No, he sent... Jesus, the whole God incarnate, God in the flesh, to come and die for us and for our sins. That's what he did. And here's what's crazy. 
He did this expecting nothing in return, doing it while we were still making mistakes, doing it while we were still sinning. God still did this. He still did it. Out of this obedience and this cheerful heart, God is the God of giving. Number three, everybody say number three. Never give with the motive of having your gift return. You remember what Guru did in this movie? What did he do? You remember, what, what did Guru do? The evil guy. He stole the, what? The moon, right? Remember? He stole the moon. That's what he wanted to do. You know, he's like, I want, I want to steal the moon. He's hoping that he would get all the kudos for it. Like, he'd be the big guy on campus, man. I stole the moon. I'm the biggest criminal there ever was. And what happens? You remember his mom gets all mad and all this takes place and he's looking at his kids and all of a sudden he starts getting this heart of compassion. He all of a sudden starts getting this this heart of generosity and he's like, I got to return the moon to its place. And all of a sudden he has this complete flip and so he sends the the moon back. Has anyone here not seen this movie, by the way? A few of you. Okay, you got to see this. It's great, man. It's just great. I love what Anne Frank says. Anne Frank, here she is, you know, lived through the Holocaust died in the Holocaust, essentially. And she says this, no one has ever become poor by giving. Think about that. Ponder that. I had to ponder that for a long time. No one has ever become poor by giving. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 and 25, it says this, one man gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous man or woman will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. You see, What happens is this, money promises us things that only God can give, okay? He promises security, significance, identity, independence, power, and freedom. And what happens is where that becomes an issue is if we start worshiping money, if we start, man, money becomes more important than God. I grew up in a house that told me all the time, my dad used to say this all the time, and he used to say, money's the root of all evil. And I was like, really? Really? So finally, I looked at my Bible, I looked it up, and, and I don't have it on the screen for it, so Google it if you want, but that's not in the Bible. You know what it is, though? The love for money is the root of all evil. That's a big difference to that verse. So do we love money? Go, money, money's going to take care of me. This is, this is what's going to help me. Or do we go, I love God. He's going to take care of me, and I'm going to give him what's, what's his already. There's this mind shift. It's a heart shift. Money's not the root of all evil. Last one. Everybody say number four. We make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. Make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. You know, we have five kids. And uh, I'm kind of a budget nerd. If you know me, you know, we've done financial peace at the church five times. You can ask our office manager. We've been crunching numbers, looking at things. Um, One of the things that we've done with our kids that has really helped us um, in making a habit in giving. I have one kid, my daughter, who pray for her. She's at home not feeling well. Um, she would give everything that she could. She would give it all. And so then I have one kid. They're all different. If you have kids, you know they're all different, right? I have one kid. He would save it all. Like, I just want to keep it all. And then I have another kid who would just blow it all. He would just spend it all, all right? So we came up with this plan. We stole it from Dave Ramsey, and we do this, this envelope deal where we have one that's for giving, we have one that's for spending, and one that's for saving and it works great and so when they bring their tithe to church and it's you know we don't even tell them to tithe at the beginning now they're pastor kids so they figure it out eventually you know justice my um my 10 year old he came up to me and he said dad he's like i just put what i'm what i want in giving i put some in every envelope and he's like but aren't i supposed to give 10 percent?" i said when your heart's ready to do that go for it And he's like i am and so he did that you know and so it's this really cool little training technique 
with kids. You know what my wife and I do? We do the same thing with envelopes for adults. We do everything in cash envelopes. It works great. If you want to hear more about that, I can share. John D. Rockefeller said this. He said, we wouldn't have, he wouldn't have tithed on his first $1 million if he didn't tithe off his first salary of $1.50 a week. Start somewhere, man. Let God challenge you. Ask him, God, what do you want me to do? Let me just give you some cool things about, about vision. And then they don't know what's coming, but we're going to receive an offering from Matt and Kristen this morning as well. They have no idea about that, but now they do. Here's what your generosity has done in this church. I want you to know this, okay? What's really cool is I look back and I look back through some, some message notes from about five years ago. And a lot of what we had desired was things that have now actually happened. Here's some of them. One of our biggest desires was to have another full-time staff besides myself. Guys, we're able to do that. We have Derek with us, man. And if you know Derek, you know, if you know him, if you've hung out with him, Derek is awesome. Derek is awesome. His wife, man, his better two-thirds, she's amazing too. Like they are just a phenomenal couple, okay? And uh, just, just get to know them. Derek and I are making memories, man. You have to ask him about the lady at the landscape place later. I'm not going to share. Just ask him about the lady at the landscape place. Um, I'll let him share that with you. <laughs> He's not sharing it, so I guess I have to from stage. No, I respect him too much. I won't. Um, here's what it's done. We have three staff at the church. That's awesome. And these are needed staff. We're, not, we're trying to be good stewards of our resources here. Look around, man. We got lights on. We got, it's warm in here this morning. Some of you are like, it's out cold. It's out freezing cold Sunday morning. Hopefully you're okay this morning. Okay. We got heat. The heat's on. We support three missionaries. And since the beginning of the church, we have supported missionaries, especially in regards to the church planning. There's no greater way, as Matt said, he stole my words, depopulate hell. There's no greater way to depopulate hell than to plant churches right now in America or worldwide. That's it. So if that's the case, shouldn't we put our finances there? So every missionary we support, Nick Pacini, who's over in Estonia, Steve Nyland, who's in South Minneapolis, and Tim Olson, who's a hop, skip, and a jump over in East Bethel. They're, they're all missionaries in my book. And all three of them we give to on a monthly basis. Everything that comes in here, 10% goes out into missions. That's a non-negotiable for us. So since the foundation of this church, are you ready for this? Over $100,000 has gone into other missions. Isn't that awesome? We're, we're, we want to give it away. We don't want to just teach it. We want to practice it. We want to give, we want to receive, we want to do both. We, have, we also are part of what's called the CMN. That's a church planning network. They gave us $30,000 when we started the church. We had to pay that back. We paid it back within three years, okay? And we're getting ready to plant our first church. We've never planted a church out of, out of the church. We're at 20, about $25,000. We have five grand more to go, and we can plant a church. That money we don't touch because that's to go into emissions. So even though we're, we're off a little bit this year, we're not going to touch that because that is not ours. That is someone else's to start a ministry somewhere. The CMN we're a part of, though, since 2010, our money, portion of it, we actually give 1% to CMN every month. We have helped plant over 400 churches nationwide since 2010. Is anyone else excited? This excites me, man. This is awesome. The block party. The block party this year. Man, what an incredible event. Those events, they, they cost money. That event cost $3,253.35. Okay? So we put our money there. Now, did we have that? Yeah, we had to dip in a little bit, but we did that. 
And so this morning, here's what I'm asking you. I don't want you to, I, I, I'm asking for your own life. Whether you go to the bridge, whether Matt and Kristen, they start, you know, find a new church in their town. I pray that their, their goal is to tie it to that church. That's their local church. That's what we're called to do. And so what God has asked us to do is to commit in giving. Because I want you to have financial freedom in your life. It starts right here in our heart. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, it says this. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly, okay, nor under compulsion. Don't let anyone ever guilt you into giving. For God loves a cheerful giver. Let me share this story, and then I have one more clip I want to show you of the heart change of Gru, and then we're going to receive an offering. Anyone here shop at Aldi? I have five kids. You better believe I shop at Aldi. You know how many times I've returned moldy blueberries, though? But anyway, I have a thing that I do at Aldi. I'm weird. This is my Aldi thing that I do. I go in there. I do two weird things. I take a, I take a five-gallon bucket right in a bag because I'm a man, all right? That's, if, that's what I do, okay? Second thing. You laugh now, but you're going to be doing it later this week. You know it. How much does it cost for a cart? 25 cents a quarter. Put that little stupid quarter in, and half the time the thing works, and you finally get the cart out, and you go into the store, you shop, and when you check out, you realize you forgot your five-gallon bucket. You go to your cart, your, you know, your car, you throw everything in there. When I bring back that cart, not one time have I ever taken the quarter with me. I leave the stinking quarter. 25 cents. You know how many people I watch? And I just sit in my car, and I watch like the lady walk up to him and be like, oh, you know, and takes off with the cart. I love that. The other day, this might sound so insignificant. It's a quarter, okay? You probably find that digging in the seat cushion. We're checking out at Walmart and my change at the self-checkout thing, you know, where, oh, you did not put the item in the correct place, whatever. Um, I'm checking out of that. You know what I'm talking about. And at checkout, and I look down, my change is 15 cents. There was 40. There was 40 cents. My change was supposed to be 15 cents. There was a quarter. I don't know if it spit it out or somebody just left the quarter and be like, I don't care about my quarter. But I was so excited because then I went to Aldi and I left it. You know? I love that. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.